seconds from game seven or from championship number six. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Remaining. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one, -on -one. Irving puts it up, it's good, Kyrie Irving from downtown! We're sending it in, Jerome, that's for damn sure. Yes, 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 yes! Oh, shoot, we got some audio issues. We got some major echo coming in. Where are we, hold on, hold on one second. What do we got, what is going on here? Whatever button you just pressed last. All right. Can you hear me now? Still echoing. Can you hear me now? There we go. We are good. We are good. <laughs> Shit, my bad. Sorry about that. We're good, though. Uh, hopefully everyone out there can hear us. I apologize for that uh, quick little delay. But, uh, man, welcome to the show. Welcome to Taproom Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks. Joined with my guy, Mr. Big Colin Ben Larson. We are sweating this uh, Shelton match versus uh, Tiafo. Uh, it's not a sweat anymore. Uh, well, it'd be nice if he uh, finishes it off right here, Ben. 40-40. Oh, yeah. We got Deuce. Well, I think it's it's because we've got plus games that uh, that that we're okay to. Uh... <clears throat> That we're okay on this one, even if he comes back and wins, you know, four, five straight points, we're still, uh, we're still up. He'd have to destroy him on the next set. So advantage Shelton, <clears throat> match no, point. Not too worried here. Yeah, great match for those that haven't been following the U.S. Open or that don't really watch tennis. Highly suggest it. Watch it. Uh, it's been some phenomenal matches last night. Uh, Sasha Zverev in uh, Sinner. I mean, Sinner looked like in the second set there was no way he was going to make it through the match. Like, he looked just, uh, I don't know if it was cramps or what was going on with him, but he looked dead. And Shelton wins. Damn, I love when I bet the Let's go, y'all! What's that? I love when I bet the wrong thing, too. Yeah, I mean, like you know, having a money line plus oh, no, two dollars. No, 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 I just, uh, I just looked at at the the book and I'm like, how did this lose? I had Rockies Diamondbacks under nine, but no, I bet over nine. Oh fuck, Ben! I've been there. I've been there. It's it, like, how did this lose? I've been there. I've done that. Definitely have done that multiple times. Uh, especially like when you're trying to get a bet in like real quick before fucking first pitch yep. or before the game starts, dude. I've been there so many times, dude. I yep. can't even. And sometimes I've been there. I put the wrong bet in and it hits. Yeah, and that's even better. So it just means good karma is coming your way, dude. Let's hope. Padres cash though. Padres cashed. Yep. And then I, I tailed that uh, that Rockies Diamondbacks. So I was trying to get under nine. Uh, and yep. Hey, I'm telling you, good karma's coming, dude. Yeah. Happened to yeah. me two weeks ago. I hadn't I wanted to play an under on a game, ended up playing it over. Fucking game sword under, of course. I go to check. I'm like, fuck, dude, I put the wrong fucking play in. But you know what? 
after that, I hit six straight plays. So it might have been uh, that that uh, that puts me even on the day though. That hurts. It hurts, but you know what? You know what's worse? Being negative. That's true. That's very true. <clears throat> so you gotta take things in stride, and you know, I always, I always uh, preach responsible gambling to everybody, especially my friends. And a lot of times, you know, it's natural if you're if you have a losing day that you'll just you'll you'll chase some plays just to get even for the day, or 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 to try and and be profitable. But sometimes the best thing to do is just to to chill, wait till tomorrow. Yep, relax and and just wait and get them get them back tomorrow, man. Um, but I mean that's obviously easier said than done. But don't bet more than you can than you're willing to lose, and don't chase. Two yep. biggest rules for myself. But uh, excited for the show tonight. We have NFL on the horizon, so we're going to be talking some NFL football. Uh, Thursday opening night, Chiefs versus Lions. We're also going to talk some Major League Baseball. We have a, a MLB game winding down to the end right now. The Orioles are still playing. Um, Richie's yep. texting me, which probably means the fucking Orioles aren't doing too well. It's uh, four to three, <clears throat> four three runner on second, one out. Yeah, and no Yenny or Cano available tonight, so he can't close the game. Yeah. Um, but man, excited for the end of the baseball season. Been some wild fucking games the last couple of days for sure. Yep. Um, but I'm excited. I'm excited for for how the, the season winds down today. Come to find out, uh, Tito Francona, manager of the Cleveland Guardians. Tito, Tito Francona? Terry Francona, nicknamed Tito. Go. We call him Tito. Really? Yeah. I didn't know his nickname was Tito. Yeah, everyone calls him Tito. Uh, okay. But he's retiring at the end of the year. Uh, apparently, he told reporters that, you know, he told Cleveland Brass earlier this year that this was going to be his final year and to mm-hmm. start preparing without him. He's getting pretty old. He's been in the league for a very long time. And obviously he had health conditions, you know, a couple of years ago too. So um, sad to see him go, though. One of the best managers in baseball in my lifetime. So, you know, I kind of I shared a tweet out earlier with some teary eyes. Sad to see him go. And, uh, you know, how do the Guardians go out and support him today? Oh, they blow a game. Yep. <laughs> Sounds about right. After getting blown out twenty to five the night before, but uh, yeah, man, sucks to see him go. But the Guardians have a pretty bright future, man. They do. They were ravaged by injuries this year, Ben. I mean, just some of the worst. Bieber's been out. Tristan McKenzie, I think he's only pitched like two games this year. Um, just absolutely just thrashed with injuries. So it'll be nice to see him healthy next year. And then with all the arms coming up, like Gavin Williams, Tanner Bybee, Logan Allen. They got a they got a very bright bright future ahead of them, man. Um, <clears throat> so with that all being said, should we talk baseball first or NFL first? Let me think. I think we end on a bang. So I think we talk talk football. Uh, oh, sorry, we talk baseball first. Baseball first. All right. Yeah. So let's let's hop into some baseball games. So uh, first game we're going to talk about for tomorrow is going to be the Houston Astros uh, versus the Texas Rangers. And this is a battle of former aces. And if you're if you've been living under a rock, uh, these two guys kind of through the media uh, and reports and, and whatnot, a uh, lot going on that they don't really like each other. They don't get along. 
all this shit. Uh, Verlander says that, like, the Mets did things the wrong way. Scherzer says no. Just a lot of shit. So they, they're playing tomorrow. Head-to-head, Rangers versus uh, Astros. Right now, Max Scherzer and the Rangers are $1.12 favorites. Verlander plus $1.02. Um, in the, I mean, this is a big game for the Rangers, Ben, because they are absolutely fucking tail-spinning out of the fucking playoff race. Yeah. And also, they cannot, they just struggle against the fucking Astros, dude. The Astros beat the shit out of them two games in a row. Like today, they won fourteen to one. I forget what the game, I forget what the score was on Monday, but I mean they just absolutely destroyed them. So, not only is this like a kind of uh, I, I wouldn't I don't want to say must win for the Rangers, but it kind of is a must win. I mean they're they're out of the playoffs as of right now. They are a half a game out of the wild card. Yeah, yep. Which is just a I mean not even to say tailspin, but an absolute joke for where they were, even just at the, you know, at the all-star break to have them be up what nine games at that point. Yep. And just like, you can't even call it a downfall. It's like literally just falling off a cliff. Um, And for them to be out of the playoff picture right now is it's a, it's, it's pretty embarrassing. Um, and if they don't even get a wild card situation, this could go down as like one of the biggest, like failed seasons in in baseball. It's tough for Bring me to up and coming team for as good as they were offensively. Yeah, to drop below the average. I mean, I I get that I get where you're coming from, but for me, it's it's tough to say that like it's a failed season because I didn't expect them to be good anyways. It's like they they massively. Yeah, we did. I didn't. We didn't expect them to be as good as they were, but we expected them to be in the playoffs. We expected them I to didn't. be. Yes, yes, yes. No, we did. I picked. We all did. No, I picked the Astros to win the division, and then yeah. I picked the Angels and and the Mariners to make the playoffs. We were talking about how Texas is a year off; that they're going to be good this year, not outstanding. And I don't think they're even a year off at this point. They surprise the, the hell out of me. Now, nah, I mean, I still think they're a year off a little bit. I think they're two, three. This this Rangers team this year reminds me so much of the Giants team in 2021, where like they played way above their head, and everyone's like, "Oh man, like this team's gonna be so good." And then the next year, they just like all those guys that played really well that had career years kind of just fell flat on their face. I feel like the Rangers are a very similar situation. Like aside from yeah, aside from your Seager and Semi, you know, you're not talking a full season. You're talking half a season here, right? But I mean, like, I didn't expect them to be in a playoff race. The fact that they were in first place as long as they were was surprising to me. And the biggest thing for me that surprised me was their pitching more than anything was because, yeah, we knew they had Degrom coming into the year, but you and I we we picked Degrom under strikeouts for a reason in Price Picks, right? We didn't. We knew he wasn't gonna. He wasn't going to sustain a whole year. So with all that in perspective, I was like, well, I don't, I don't think guys like Dane Dunning and, and Perez. Oh no. What happened? Four, 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 four. Two outs first and second. Oh man. They better get out of that and get into extras. Um, But with all that, with all that being said, like I didn't expect the Rangers to be good, dude. And uh, the pitching, a big part of it. And like, 
Dane Dunning has been good for throughout most of the year, and now we're kind of seeing him regress. And John Gray, same thing. Like these are guys that are just they're jags, dude, and they've yeah. been pitching above expectation. And you got on offense, they were hitting over three hundred with runners in scoring position for like most of the season. So I just I didn't think all that was very sustainable. Obviously, it hasn't been, and it's come crashing down to earth all at once. Yeah. But what's your thoughts on tomorrow's game? Uh, is it a get right spot for? For the Rangers here, I mean, it's it's tough to. I mean, I, I'd say yes, it is a get right spot for the Rangers because um, of how you saw Verlander pitch in this last series against the Yankees. Um, absolutely atrocious. Um, he had some good games before that against Detroit and Boston, but you know, I worry about what where he's at right now if he's coming off of a six inning. Uh, eight hit six run ball game. Can he come back and and pitch well against a against a good team? Yeah. Um, and that's that's a little difficult for me. So I'm looking at the way the Scherzer has pitched in the last couple of games. He's pitched fairly well. Um, you know, he's given up two earned, three earned. Uh, his his game against Milwaukee was not good, um, but he did pitch well against the two games against Minnesota. So, you know, I I lean Scherzer on the hill, but both of these—I mean, both of these guys are old. It's at the end of the season. Do how much do they have left? Well, Verlander was coming Astros, off two good starts and then got shelled. Verlander, because he 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 was good yeah. against Detroit and Boston, and then he got shelled against the Yankees. Yeah, wasn't good against Miami. Wasn't good against the Angels. Well, wasn't great against the Angels. So it, it coming off a loss, you'd expect him to, you know, do really well. He got a ton of run support against Detroit, but yeah. I don't, I don't see that happening. You know, against a Rangers team, I just think, like, in this spot. And I might, I may or may not have a play on this, but it, there's zero. I would not bet the Astros in this game. And the only reason why is because they've beat the dog shit out of Texas two games in a row. Mm-hmm. So if Texas has any heart, and if they are as good as, you know, we kind of think they are, I guess, yeah, they should bounce back and at least win one of these games and at least you know, have some fucking pride. But they've got Molly walked the first two games. Thirteen to six and fourteen to one. That's what I'm saying. Like they gotta have some pride and, and bounce back and and win one of these games, dude. They gotta avoid yeah. a fucking sweep. Yeah. So I mean the spot for it, I would definitely lean the Rangers. Yeah. But for some reason, bro, the Astros just love to beat the shit out of the Rangers. <laughs> yeah. They do. And okay, so let's look at the run line then. Or well, sorry, not run line. Uh, the over-under. <laughs> sitting at eight and a half. I mean, I would probably lean the under since both the other games soared over. But, you know, I think this is going to be tighter, tighter played. Eight and a half, you go a five to four game. That's 
That's it. Six wins, six miles out. Yeah, I just think at some point, though, like, I mean, Texas hasn't been good offensively for, like, the last half of the month. Yeah. They are at home the last half of the month, 95 WRC plus, but a 195 ISO, which is pretty good. That's because they hit a lot of home runs. But they have a 28% K rate, dude. Yeah. Not good. I I like the under over here. I kind of like the under, Ben. Just trends are trends are pointing to the over. It's over in five of Texas's last six. Over in five of their last six against Houston. Over eight of their last nine against the American League. Four of five in the American League West. You move over to Houston. Houston's gone over 13 in their last 17. Seven of the last 10 against the American League and four of their last five against American League West. If you look at Verlander's last five starts, one, two, three, four of the five have gone over. If you look at Scherzer's last five starts, only one has gone over. But yeah. Oakland, L.A., Milwaukee, and Minnesota, teams that don't have offenses. But that's because they put up all the runs. Milwaukee put up six. Oh, yeah, Milwaukee in that one. But the Oakland one, they put up all the runs. I think they yeah. scored like eight runs that game. Um, I don't know. I kind of lean the under, dude. I kind of lean the under. But I, I'm leaning towards Texas here. Yeah. I think this is the spot to take them to avoid the sweep and kind of, like I said, it's basically a must-win fucking game at this point, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a half game out of the wild card now. They just got blown out twice by, by Houston. This is a do-we-have-some-fucking-pride type game, dude. And if they have any fucking sort of pride, they win this fucking game. But do they have pride? They so. should. I'm I'm gonna go Texas money line here. I'm gonna go Texas money line. Saying a get right game. Verlander hasn't looked great. Yep. He hasn't faced Texas this year, but you know, he just got coming off a fucking drubbing from the Yankees. Yeah, destroyed. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go I like Texas. I'm starting to talk myself into Texas. Let's see. Texas at home. Let's see. 43 and 27 at home. Houston away, 43 and 27. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, Texas, for the most of the year, they've been the best home team. <clears throat> yeah. So I'm going to go Texas money line to avoid the sweep. Rangers. Or do they play Thursday? Mm, no. Last yeah. game. So to avoid the sweep, we're going to go we're going to go Texas money line. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the next game. Uh so you know, as we're doing these games, 
a lot of teams have not announced starters, so we don't have a ton to choose from in that in that aspect. So this next game we're going to talk about is uh, Philly versus San Diego. Um, tomorrow we got this game right now currently. What do we have it at, Ben? We got... Uh, it is sitting at minus, minus a dollar fifteen. Seen uh. seen some dollar tens, dollar fifteen, and totals at eight. Michael yeah. Walker versus Zach Wheeler. What's your uh, What's your thoughts here on this game? Walker, Walker, bitches. Um, Walker's I mean, been pretty good this year. He has been pretty good this year. I've, I've been very surprised. Uh, Eleven two record with two point eight five ERA. Um, you know, looking at his games. At home too, um, you know he he just got a had a bad start against Milwaukee. At, or sorry, that that was at Milwaukee. Um, you know, at home he's he's been strong and he's been going six consistent innings, which is um, you know something that you can look at for first five under. Um, you know, he really only got shelled at the beginning of the year, um, and then the the game at Milwaukee where they lost six to ten. Um, so, you know, you can imagine that they're they're going to come back and and play well again like they did tonight uh, for Walker. Uh, you look at Wheeler, he he's been I mean I know you say this is a quality start, 6 innings, 3 runs. Um it's a quality start. Yeah. Um you, you know, he's he's had some games where he lets up 3 to 4 runs. So Initially, I leaned that first five to San Diego, uh, and then I think we got to look at the bullpens, see where they're at, what what happened today, um, well, the, who they have available. The Padres didn't have to use a lot of high leverage guys today because they were up eight nothing. Yeah, you know, they were up eight zero, <clears throat> and the night before, you know, the Phillies were up huge. The, and the Padres came back, kind of made it interesting. So in that aspect, like the Padres had to burn high high leverage guys when they shouldn't yep. have needed to, you know. And Alvarado then, pitched twenty four, Kimbrel twenty six, Hoffman seven, Soto eighteen, uh, Bellotti sixteen. Yep. Walker pitched one hundred and three in five innings. Yeah, but I mean, like a lot of those guys will be available tomorrow. <clears throat> Um, they were, they're, most of them were unavailable today, which is part of the reason why I kind of like the the Padres today. But all those, pretty much all those guys are going to be available tomorrow. Yeah. Um, which will Covey, make Covey pitched twenty eight pitches today, but he didn't pitch any for like the last the previous two days. Yeah. <clears throat> San Diego, Cosgrove three, Kerr twenty eight. So Kerr's. Probably going to be the only one that's unavailable tomorrow. Yeah. Also, Waldron unavailable. He pitched 87 on Monday, which really saved their bullpen, to be honest. And then, Waldron? yeah, Matt Waldron for the Padres. And then, uh, obviously, the Padres are going to have Hader. Oh, wow. Barlow, Martinez available. That. So the Padres are going to have their three top relievers available for tomorrow. Yeah. Which is something to uh, take into consideration. The only thing that, like, I'm hesitant in backing the Padres, and I know this is like, you know, my own personal thing, but dude, every time the Padres score a ton of runs, dude, they always and fucking the next day, yeah. put up a donut, dude. 
but they like yeah. struggle to score three. That's my only concern. Wow, San Diego batting two thirty two against righties on the season. Yep, they're much better against lefties. But yeah. I mean, they sh- they shelled uh, shelled uh, what's his face today? Yeah, Renzin. They had a good game against him. Philadelphia also on the road in the month of last in the last thirty days. One hundred fifteen WRC plus two fifty one ISO. Really good. Twenty two percent K rate. They hit righties pretty well. Michael Waka. Man, their bats were on fire in August. Yeah, they had a really good month of August. Michael Waka, though, I mean, he's been he's been really holding opponents. He has a 2.29 ERA at home. Uh, lefties only a 278 Woba against, 288 Woba against for righties. Second half of the season, he has 21 innings, 2.91 ERA. Uh, really the third time through the order is when he gets really tripped up. First time through the order, 1.62 ERA. Second time, 2.14. Third time, 6.866. Okay, I'm looking at San Diego here. When was the last time they've won two against... Oh, so they won three straight against... They win three the straight. They just can't win four straight. They're the only team in Major League Baseball to not win four straight games. Yeah, they won three straight against the Giants. They won back-to-back against the Orioles. And that's it for a while. They cannot put two games together. They they definitely can't put four. They haven't done that all year. Two's a little bit they're a little bit better at two than they are anything else, but yeah. Well, so I mean, even That's what see. I'm saying, dude. It's it's hard to back them because you just you know, you just you don't know what's gonna happen, dude, because yeah. They just can't score. Yeah, two against Baltimore, August 15th and 16th. Then two against Texas, July 28th and 29th. Detroit, 21st, 22nd, 18th and 19th. So, okay, so they've been doing it a little bit better in the second half of the season. Yeah. Versus right into pitching on the year, 101 WRC+, plus 164 ISO. 314 Woba. Only a 21% K rate, so they don't strike out a lot either. Let's see. Wheeler, last time he pitched against San Diego, seven innings, five hits, three runs, seven Ks. Waka. You pitched against Philly. <clears throat> Walker has not pitched against Philly. This will be this will be the first time seeing him this year. Yeah, they've only played each other like three other times. I think something like that. Let's see regular season series. So tomorrow is game seven. Padres are two and five. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, is in Philadelphia they were like they had the lead in like every single game going into the sixth Sorry. inning and fucking lost. Sorry, four and two. Yeah, I was gonna say I think I thought they were pretty good against them, and the one they did lose in Philly they they had a lead and then lost it at the end. 
Um, no, Padres won eight to three, and then oh, was this the six to four? Yeah, Phillies won six to four. Phillies won nine to four, and then seven to six. Wheeler's been really good the second half of the year. Two point eight seven ERA. Actually, up in the second half, I like the under in this game, dude. It's at eight. Yeah, <clears throat> I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. Wheeler two point eight seven ERA on the road this year against right-handed batters. Right-handed batters only hitting two hundred four against him. Lefties hitting two fifty five. On the road, 3.47 ERA, 305 Woba against lefties. But the thing against lefties is, like, the lefties the Padres are throwing out there is obviously Juan Soto, great lefty, right? But then you got Grisham, you know, Cronenworth. You know, there's not a ton of scary lefties in that lineup aside from Soto, who hasn't been good for, like, the last month. Right. Kind of like this under, and no Trey Turner tomorrow either. He's on the bereavement list. Okay. Paternity. Paternity list. List. That's what it is. I thought they called bereavement for men or whatever. That's uh, bereavement is mourning the death. Oh shit! My bad. And it was some kind of list. I. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I'll follow your under. I also lean San Diego. Yeah, I lean the Padres too. It's just it's tough for me to get there, but I like I really like that under. I think that actually might be my best bet from baseball of these two Did games. This really open at minus San Diego minus one sixty five and it's down to plus one oh five? Nah. Nah, I'm sorry. Oh no no no, sorry. I don't know why Moneyline Consensus is showing me like that. I don't know what books is taking in, but I'm I'm seeing open minus Philly open minus one ten up, okay, up to yeah, minus yeah. one fifteen, and then yeah no I, I'm I don't know <laughs> what this is showing me right now, but I I see that minus one ten plus hundred yeah I like that open. I like that under there. All right, let's move on to some uh, NFL. Let's go, y'all. So we got Kansas City Detroit kicking off on Thursday. Come to find out today, uh, Travis Kelsey hyperextended his knee, doubtful for Thursday. Also, uh, Chris Jones unlikely to play as they have a contract dispute, which is their best defensive lineman, which changes a lot. What's your thoughts about this game early on? Uh, So this one, it opened seven and now we got like we got numbers all over the place. I'm seeing fives. I'm seeing fours. Circa has a uh, minus four. So if you like the Chiefs, go bet it there. Minus four. Uh, everywhere some books have five and a half, four and a half. Some seeing. What do you think about this one, Ben? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I still lean Kansas City here. Um, you know, just because Detroit, they're an up and coming team, but I just don't think that they have the depth that they need to really open with Kansas city here. Kansas city still has 
um, offensive, you know, firepower without Kelsey in the lineup. Um, you know, so I don't necessarily think that Kelsey being out, yes, it's a big hit, but they still have Noah Gray, they have Blake Bell, who's just been playing over in the in the preseason. So, you know, I, I don't think it hurts them that much. You've got Sky Moore, you've got Valdez Scantling, maybe uh, Kadarius Toney. Um, you've got McKinnon and Pacheco. And you have Patrick Mahomes. Like, I still think offensively they're fine without Kelsey. Are they going to blow them out of the water like they probably would have? No. But... You know, they, they still have those threats that can you know that, that can win them the game. Uh, I think Jameson Williams being out for Detroit hurts. Um I think the yeah. other thing too that no one's really talking about and like, you know, Detroit was like the trendy pick to win the NFC North because of how they kind of finished the year last year. But at the same time, like, dude, their defense was atrocious last year. Yeah. They couldn't stop anybody. And really their biggest acquisitions was uh, Jack Campbell, the the yeah. middle linebacker from Iowa that they drafted in the first round. And so, like, I, I'm i unsure if this defense is that much improved. And while losing Kelsey does hurt the Chiefs in some aspect, like, you still have Andy Reid on the sideline. Andy Reid is one of the best coaches off of bye. Uh, and obviously he's been preparing for this game for weeks, right? You still have fucking Pat Mahomes. My biggest concern is Chris Jones because Chris Jones, the Chiefs' defense without Chris Jones has been a, awful since he's been in the league. And every game they don't have him, they've they've really struggled. So that would be my biggest concern. But I don't think Detroit's offense is necessarily going to be as good as they were last year. Yeah. So. Like, I, I don't really have a play on this, but if I was looking at something, I'm probably looking towards the over, if anything. Uh, but I don't like playing overs in primetime games because especially game week one of the season. 53, that's a lot. That's too. a lot. And week one of the season, like, you don't really know how things are going. I'm I'm hoping this line gets bet down to, like, three, and then I'll take the, I'll take the, uh, the Chiefs. Mm. But... I don't know. As of right now, like this, this might just be an in play for me where I'll look at, you know, no score in the first quarter and then I'll bet the, the live over or, you know, the Lions score first, come back and fire the Chiefs the other way. Yeah. I just, I don't have a ton of conviction on this game because of what I already think my, my rating on the Lions defense coming into the season. Like, I, I don't know if they're improved or not, and I need to see it. And what I saw in the preseason was a lot of mistackling and shit, so wasn't too stoked on on them there. So we'll yeah. we'll see how this game comes on. So I mean, I lean Chiefs right now. I'm hoping it comes down a little bit more. Hoping it gets to three. If it gets to three, I'll fire Chiefs. If not, like I said, I'll play end game. And, and vice versa, if it goes up more, I'll probably look at playing the Lions. You know, yeah. You, if you go drop down to three, it it goes to minus one sixty. If you do an alt bet, yeah, too much big for me to lay there. 
Yeah. I think it, even if it drops down to four, I think then well, you could four probably. At what's that? There's a four at Circo. Yeah. Then I think you could probably take the alt bet down to three. And I don't think you'll have too much. Nah, buying points minus EV play, Ben. <clears throat> buying points, you do it in the long run, you're going to lose money. Well, what we need to do is can, just hope. I think you can buy a point. Hope that it's it gets not. down to three. If it gets down to three, we fire. If not, it's not not our number. Yeah. I think 53 is too high for that over-under. 53 is a lot, but no Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. I saw something today. Like, who's, who's going to score for? I mean, Goff can, can't throw the ball over 25 yards. Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. Nice running back. And you know the Chiefs are probably going to score, especially if that Lions defense hasn't improved. Yeah. So I, I lean Chiefs, and I lean the over. But like I said, no official play for me right now. I just, I just don't like where these lines are. Uh, you know, the second Kelsey got ruled out, everybody and their mom kind of jumped on the Lions and kind of moved yeah. the line from six to, down to five and four or so. I would have liked to get that seven. <laughs> that would have been nice. Yeah, plus seven there. That's what it opened at. Yeah. So if you got that news before if it broke. If you're going Detroit, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I still think Kansas City wins it by more than five. Yeah, but like Kansas City's like, dude, they like never cover. Yeah, but their their numbers have always been like 13, 14. Nah, dude, this team. You're talking it. five against Detroit? This team hates covering, dude. But, I mean, I'm with you. I do lean the Chiefs, dude. I think they're the better team, even without Kelsey and Chris Jones. I, You know, the 15's still out there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, Exactly. <laughs> there ain't another quarterback walking through that door, and as long as 15's there, I'm pretty confident in that. Um, Yeah, man. Any games that you've... Uh... You've kind of looked at for this weekend that you know are an automatic bet for you. Um, so you know, as far as NFL is concerned, um, I do kind of like the Texans plus ten. Mm-hmm. I haven't fired it, but I just think I think ten is just too many points in the NFL. Um, I really like the Browns when it was plus three. At plus two and a half, I don't really have a, a ton of conviction, but the Niners haven't been, or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the Steelers, Ben, two and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Niners haven't been great on the road, and then obviously no Nick Bosa, a lot of shit like that going on, and then, mm, you know. Possibly, he's uh, hearing he's possibly back for it. Okay, and then, you know, Brock Purdy's, uh, we we don't really know where his arm's at completely, and yep. um I think the I think the Steelers are a little undervalued, so week one, I always like, I always look to play, uh, road dogs, or I mean, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. uh, home dogs. Like that's that's usually what I look for uh, first week. So I know I know the Texans are on the road, but I just think ten is a lot of fucking points, dude. In yeah, the NFL. So I I lean that, and then I also I like a very disgusting play, which uh, a lot of people are gonna look at me and say, "Dude, you're fucking crazy." Uh, Patriots plus four at home against the Eagles. I would love that. I don't necessarily know if I'd bet that right now, but 
I think that I think the Patriots have just been shit on all fucking off season. Yeah. And those are the kind of teams that tend to uh you know, cover week one. Like week one's crazy, dude. You know, shit. Yeah. You yeah. never know what the fuck's gonna happen. Like we've seen bad teams win week one and then lose eight straight. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just it what that's what that's what concerns me with the Commanders and Cardinals game too. It's like everyone and their moms on the on the commies, right? Yeah. And everyone's been talking shit about the Cardinals all fucking off season, all dude. Season. Yeah. How bad they are. And it's like, you know, I, I'm playing Survivor this year, which is you just have to pick a winner, one winner a week, and then you can't yeah. pick that team again. Yeah. And I was kind of discussing my strategy with AK the other day, and I, and he's like, just pick the commies. And I was like, bro, everybody's going to pick the commies in Survivor. And even if they win, like, sure. But the strategy of Survivor to win, like, you kind of want to play games that other people aren't going to play. So at the end of the year, you know. You have those good teams that. Yeah. And, yeah. and you have a little bit different, uh, different things. Any yep. games that you've liked so far? Um, I really like Monday night game. I like uh, Buffalo minus two and a half. I think the Jets are getting, uh, again, just way too much hype. Um, Overvalued for sure. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, having it being under a field goal, um, I, I really like Buffalo in that situation. Um, same thing with Dallas and New York. Um, I, I've, I don't think these Giants are going to win many games this year. Uh, they didn't look great in the preseason. Um Dallas still has Dak. They still have Tony Pollard, who destroyed last year. Um, defensively, they're a strong team. Um, so I do like Dallas at that minus three. Um, and then... I just hate taking game. division... What's that? I just hate playing division road division favorites. Games. Yeah, I, I think just because it's a uh, week one, you don't have to worry too much against, you know, with the division. Yeah, they're going to come out strong, but you don't really know what you're going to get, um, yeah. you know, especially on a New York Giants team. And then the other one I like is uh, Jacksonville minus five, a lot of points there, um, but I'm really down on the Colts. Um, they're managed, mismanaged. They're um, putting out a lot of rookies out there. Uh, I don't think Jonathan Taylor is going to have any drive. Um, I don't think he's know, playing to- dude. He's not even playing. Yeah, he's on the PUP list. Okay, so yeah, you know, I, I I think Jacksonville is going to be one of the better teams this year. Um, really like that addition to Calvin Ridley during the middle of the year last year, even though he was uh, suspended. Yeah. Um, Trevor Lawrence looked great last year compared to his his first year, so I only see that going up. Um, so five is a lot there, but I do I do lean that Jacksonville score. I also like Bucks plus five and a half. Bucks against uh, Vikings, yeah. yeah, yeah. Vikings, I think. Vikings, I think. Oh, I'm seeing them uh, hop on uh, one more. They're at six. Yeah, I'm. I'm liking. Uh, you know, as a under, you know, I mostly play underdogs, anyways. So, like, I, that's why I haven't really fired anything yet. Because I'm, I'm kind of like waiting to see how the market plays out. Because you know, the public hasn't really gotten involved in these games yet. They're going to get involved like Saturday, Sunday after after yeah. college, and that's probably when I'm going to hop in. Um, you know, first week, I've learned, you know, especially with college this year, you know, you, if you bet games early and got a great number, you know, didn't really help out in the long run. CLV yeah. was a uh, non-existent, so. 
kind of taking that strategy into NFL too and kind of just like waiting to see how the market plays out. And if I think a line is overvalued and moves way too much, like I'm going to come back on the other side. Mm-hmm. Like the Texans, for example, you know, that line opened two and a half. Now it's 10. Obviously, that those bets were made, you know, months in advance. These lines opened three, four months prior at some that books. opened at two and a half? Yeah. Wow. Now it's 10, mm-hmm. so <clears throat> looking at a lot there. And then... uh you know, for college, if you guys want my college picks, I'll be on tomorrow night with AK. We also have a special guest coming on, um, my guy AC from Wager Talk. Gonna say not me. <laughs> nah, we're gonna have AC on. AC's a he's a good guy, dude. He's a, he's a very funny individual. He's very sharp, very very sharp. Better. Um, so I'm excited to have him on as well, and we're gonna talk some college football tomorrow. But I got my eye on a few games tomorrow or this week for college, Ben. Here we go. And I got two that I really, really, really like. Um, but one of them, I, I'm just, I'm sitting here and I'm waiting for this number to hit the perfect number, and then I'm going to fire. Go. And I've been, go. been watching this line move for fucking three days. Well, I've, I should say I've been watching the line. It hasn't moved. <laughs> and I'm waiting for it to move. Waiting for it to move, yeah. And then I'm going to fire. Uh, yeah. But, man, let's get our best let's bets. Let's go, man. y'all. All right, um, I'll do one baseball, one football. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna follow you on this one. I'm gonna go San Diego, Philadelphia, under eight um, for the game there. Um, two good pitchers starting there, and I think that uh, that really drives things home. And then I'm gonna go Kansas City minus five. Um, I still think you know five's a five's a strong number, especially coming you know without Kelsey there, uh, but. Kansas City is too strong on offense, so uh, I still think they put up the points to, to cover that. Nice. Like it. Uh, my best bet, obviously, is San Diego Philly under eight, which I spoke of earlier. Uh, strong lean also to Texas Rangers money line. And then, you know, we'll, I'll give out that. I'll, I'll make it an official play right now, and I'll say uh, Texans plus 10. Against Baltimore Ravens this Sunday. Texans oh. plus 10. All right, if we're going out there too, I'm going to go Monday night game and I'm going uh, Buffalo minus two and a half. Well, we're going to talk about the Monday night game Sunday night. Okay. But we'll, th- we'll throw that in there right now. We'll throw that in there. Let's go. Let's get this money. And I'm, I'm almost definitely playing the Bucks just for those out there. I'm just, I want to see if it gets to a six, if I can get a six. If I can get a six, I will. One more bet. Like it even. Is it a six? Yeah, I do actually see sixes out there. So I'll, I'll put Bucks plus six out there too. So Texans plus 10, Bucks plus six, San Diego, Philly under eight. And then Ben's okay. got San Diego, Philly under eight tomorrow, Kansas City minus five on Thursday, and Buffalo Bills minus two and a half against the New York Jets on Monday night. I do think that's a big game for Buffalo too Monday night, Ben, because like all this talks about the Jets, Jets, Jets. So I yep. do think that Buffalo kind of wants to put their stamp and say, "Hey, like AFC East is ours. No one's taking it can from I, us." I can't kind of see that getting bet down too. So it could because you know the public's going to be on the Jets. Our public's very high on the Jets. Yeah. All right. Thank you everybody for hanging out with us. Um, 
hopefully you gained some knowledge. Hopefully you uh, learned something new today that you didn't know prior to the show. Uh, we'll, I'll be back tomorrow night with AK, 7.15 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Like I said, we have a special guest on. We'll be breaking down some week two college football, um, which I'm very excited about. Week two is always the best because there's a ton of overreaction from week one, so you can get some really good value on on week two. So I'm very much looking forward to that. Um, and then Ben and I will be back on Sunday night, and we'll be talking. We'll be doing our weekly recap uh, of NFL, which is always fun. So we'll be going through all the NFL games and kind of looking ahead to Monday night and the week ahead on NFL as well. So. Definitely going to want to tap into that. That's at 8.15 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Twitch.tv slash Taproom Sports. YouTube.com slash at Taproom Sports Podcast. Twitter at Jordan Rules TSP at Taproom underscore sports. Make sure to go to the Sharps app. You can download it on your mobile device. Use promo code George, J-O-R-D-5-1-7. Get locked in. Track your bets. Become a better better. We appreciate y'all. Thank you once again. We'll see y'all later. Have a very blessed Wednesday. Do we have a U.S. Open pick for tomorrow, Ben? You you eyeing anything? I haven't even looked yet, to be honest. We were we were still watching when uh... Alcaraz versus Zverev should be a good one. Looking forward to that matchup. Yep. But we'll see y'all later. Have a blessed Wednesday. Let's go.